All right, you guys ready? Let's do this. You're listening to the best of the best of the best. Fully loaded. It was so good. Luck, luck, luck. I don't think I've ever been chuffed. And what the mouth word said was, you talk too much. Scotty Potty Hay. Someone slap me. That is not that crazy. That's hard. Losers. This is like proof of the supernatural. This is not the first goal scored by a hand this month. What? You made your own luck. You win by winning. He plays, he scores. You're a pouty baby that doesn't deserve to be a baby. He's just a weirdo. Si, senor. I would like the Pollo Ranchero, por favor. I'm just going to pour myself another bourbon and just let this thing roll. All right, welcome to the latest edition of the Fantasy Soccer FC Podcast. This is David Smith. Scott Weeby. Pookie time. Pookie time, Brian Shesko. I almost missed my cue. Brian Shesko. I wasn't ready for that. Sorry, gotcha. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, we just delivered an episode on goalkeepers and defenders that should get anyone ready for the new season. And what I really liked about what we just did was that it gave listeners two options, basically, at each at each position. Yeah. You could go one of two directions with your goalkeepers and with your defenders. I have a feeling we're going to give them the same thing with midfielders and forwards in this episode. Technically, we have to based on where we already spent our money. That's true. We got to continue on with what we're doing. So I say we just jump right in. The season's coming up quick, so let's just get right to it. Scott, that's great. Ryan, say what you always say to get us on to what we're doing. Why are we here? Oh, let's get on with this. Scott, you start with your midfield first. Oh, well, because I spent so much money in my defense, I have one premium midfielder. Okay. Wow, that's, okay. That's just that's one. That's a good Nothing one. wrong with that. That's not bad, though. Not it's, two. It's, can't be Mohamed Salah because in the previous episode, yep. you had three Liverpool defenders. Yep, and I said before we started recording that if Liverpool beat Norwich in game week one 4-0, I'll be a happy man. Yes, you will. But If, if they, they beat Norwich 4-1, to it'll be bittersweet. Oh, man. Timu <laughs> Puki, I'm predicting now. Oh. Brian already alluded to it in the open. If you're listening to this pod, Dave and I have a bet about how many goals Timu Puki is the season going to score. With one, I don't know. We'll see. All right, I'll jump right in. My premium midfielder is Raheem Sterling. Okay. I'm spending Great twelve choice. pounds on Raheem Sterling. Uh, he is the obvious choice for captain, except he's at West Ham in game week one. So I might go defense with my captain game week one. We'll see what happens there. My second highest priced midfielder is down at eight. Don't pounds. outthink the room, Scott. Stick with a horse for captain. Anyways, which you, you but do it's, have. It's an away match. You do have some horses in defense. I do. That's fair enough. And they're playing a home match. That's fair. My second highest priced midfielder is at eight pounds, so quite a drop. That is a huge drop. Gilfie Sigurdsson. Great. Love it. Gilfie. How can you not love it? Gilfie finished fourth last year in overall scoring with 180 points. Fourth to Mane, Sterling, and Salah. So snuck up on us, but he's not going to sneak up on me this year. Nor I. <laughs> Preview. Uh, I have a seven and a half midfielder in Ryan Frazier. Okay, great. At Bournemouth. At 7 0, I've got Wilfried Zaha, who slipped Frazier, back. By into... the way, Frazier finished fifth last year in overall scoring, yeah. right behind. But Gilfrey. he got most of those points, I believe, earlier in the season rather than he, later. He was not great late. Yep. They uh, had their so worst feel... schedule late. They did. Wilfried Zaha I have in. He slipped back to the midfield at 7-0. Are you not concerned about that at all? Concerned about what? 
the fact that he's still on Palace and disgruntled? There's only one way he's going to get off. Because they're demanding such a high wage for him to leave? There's only one way he's going to get off uh, Crystal Palace. Keep playing well and let his contract run out and stop signing new contracts. So, yeah. No, I'm not concerned about that. Once it's locked in and he's there, he's there. If he goes to Everton, I feel great about him at Everton. There's no way he can play out his current contract. No way. That's what I'm saying. He'll if be, I'm him, he'll be 30. I sit my butt in the bench and then keep driving the price down until they finally sell me. Because every every And then you're a head window, case. And, no yeah. way. I mean, then, then you become, uh, what was his name? Marco Arnautovic? He has no. gone about it in the most... Con- They're Alexa Sanchez? ridiculous wages for Zaha. Paul Pogba? No, this is going a few years back. Oh, even further back? Yeah, I can't remember his name. Pal- regardless, Palace is asking ridiculous wages for him. John ridiculous Joe Shelby? Ridiculous wages. I can't believe he said that. He's just getting more ridiculous. Sure. I'm ignoring him. It's you and me right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. I like him there. No, it's fine. 7-0? I like him if, if the all, this, all this summer stuff hasn't gone on. I do like him there. But all this summer stuff has gone on, okay. whether it's with Everton or whether it's with Arsenal, and, and they want 80 million pounds as well, a transfer fee. I will say he could very easily turn into Chelsea midfielder at that price point that we we alluded to it a little bit oh, at the start okay, of our yeah, last sure. episode. We talked about how guys like Ross Barkley are getting a lot of playing time right now in Frank Lampard's Chelsea system. Yeah. That could easily become yeah. uh, an early season transfer. Sure. Anyways, keep keep it moving. Yeah. Well, in my last one, my bench guy is Isaac Hayden at four and a half. Mm-hmm. That's a great choice at four and a half. Yep. I don't knock that at all. That's a great choice. So, as you can see, because I spent so much money in the defense, Raheem Sterling and then other guys. But I like the value that I'm getting at eight, seven and a half, and seven yeah. to round out my my four four two formation. That's. I mean, that is easily the the most difficult choice. I think is between six and a half and eight. That that amount the the number of useful players in that in that range make it really difficult I think to fill out spots two through four at least. I'm going a different spot in four five in my four five spot. Yeah. Um, but Hayden's number two. Okay, who's your best? Dendonker for the Wolves. Leander Dendonker. Dendonker has been playing every single preseason game. I went back and checked. Hey, starting. Does Badonka Donker fit as a team name? Yes. Badonka Donker, absolutely. That's a great one, Brian. Changing your team name for the season? I've already changed mine. Last week, Scott mentioned. I'm so glad you said this, by the way, Brian. Badonka Donker. I'm glad he brought this up. We forgot to mention this in our previous episode. Anyone listening to this can join the Fantasy Soccer FC Mini League. Absolutely. We started to promote this on our social media as well this week. All you need is our league code. You need to enter it in, go find, you know, click on leagues, find the settings to, What's to the sign up code? for a private What's classic the name league. Of the league. It's the Fantasy Soccer FC podcast. All you need is the code 1XV, that's 1XRay Victor, 4PA, Papa Alpha. So, 4 Papa Alpha. 1XRay Victor, 4 Papa Alpha gets you in to the Fantasy Soccer FC podcast mini league on the fantasy premier league website and come with a good name i changed my name today you change it from white and is red yeah because okay. i i just entered that in there because i oh. needed to get a team in i wanted to get the karma flow and i went back to the name i had two years ago when i won the mini league okay um listeners are already signing what is up that? what 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 is that 
Uh, it's unnecessary. We'll save it for another thing. Don't want to give everything away. Well, no. I, well, I changed my name. I'm very proud of it. It's Salt and Pepe. <laughs> okay. Well, jeez. You know what? If you want to find out what yeah. my name is, you got to sign up and join our mini league. We'd be happy to have you. Listeners are already doing it, so go ahead and sign up today. Did you think of that on your own? Push or did it you real see that good, on Ryan. A- no, hold Push it real good. Don't, don't say that to me. <laughs> All right, let's get no, into Dave's. I, I want to know if he's made that up or if he saw it on a list. I'm sure he saw it on Arsenal Twitter. I'm okay. sure he did. Okay. All right, Salt Dave. You, I'm getting no credit from you. You're getting no credit. You. Dave. I'm just asking. Leander Scott's accusing. Den Donkers at the end of your midfield. Yes, he is. Give us the rest of your line. He is followed. The next lowest cost person I feel like is a must-have, and you're dumb if he's not in your lineup. Is Yori Tielemans from Leicester City? Hmm. Is he at six? six this is what's five. bizarre. Six point five. I yeah. can't fault you. There is a fellow Leicester City midfielder, which I don't know why he's listed as a midfielder, but he is. So that's we just have to go with it. Iosi Perez has been starting every game for Leicester, and he's listed as a midfielder this year, not as a striker or forward like he was last year for Newcastle. Iosi Perez is a six point five. Now. I can't fault you if you if you said to me, "Hey, I think Perez is a better move than Telemans." I'm like, because oh. he's going to play forward. Yeah, he's in a he's in a he's playing further up. We always like players that are playing further up. Vardy historically doesn't play great with someone next to him. I know this. Yuri Telemans. I, I don't a think stud that I don't think year. that is going to play as like a a two man partnership. With no, you don't. Think I think so? he would play. Slightly behind. Maybe okay. I think he'll be Okazaki advanced, type. but not with. Yeah, sure. So, anyways, so Telemans, I think, is a must for me. Uh, and then Gilfie Sigurdsson. I said it last year. How did I? How did he finish fourth? And I never owned him. I did the same thing you did. Mm-hmm. Gilfie Sigurdsson's in my lineup. Right? He, there's no reason for for you not to. He's not going to go well, backwards. A lot of people will say, "Remember how good Charleston was to start the year last year?" Yeah. Right. And he was a better owned to start the year than Sigurdsson, but he faded and Sigurdsson didn't. And he he has historically Sigurdsson, I believe, is on Sigurdsson, I believe, is on penalties as well. He so, should be again in the year of the the introduction year of the v, of VAR, <laughs> having penalty takers when you look down your lineup, I think is very important. That's a good call. And now that we're getting into midfield, midfield and forwards are you typically the players who are taking penalties. Sigurdsson, I believe, is a penalty taker, and so I'm okay with that. Next, after Dendonker, Telemann, Sigurdsson, I go with Salah and Sterling. Okay. So I'm I'm all in, in, in. I'm dumping a lot of cash right there on the table. Completely okay with it. Okay. And that that rounds up my midfield. I like that midfield. So yeah, I feel I I, I don't like it. your defense, but I like your midfield. No, that's fine. I love that midfield right there. Yeah, absolutely. It's very so good. So I, I feel good about it. Brian, I'm sure yours looks a little bit more like Dave's based on what your defense looked like. What do you have? No, my I changed my my midfield around and I made it into a midfield that is useless. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry that you find that so hilarious. That noise you hear. <laughs> David. In the middle of <laughs> sipping some bourbon. Thank you, Brian. <laughs> For getting me there, and <laughs> apologies to anyone who uses shot it that, across the room uses that microphone now. Unbelievable! <laughs> so, I had a midfield that was much more balanced that included players like Ryan Frazier. Uh, I believe I had Bernardo Silva in there for a minute. Okay, with uh, Mohamed Salah. Yeah, I believe he plays for Liverpool. I think he does. Uh, as my <laughs> well played premium 
premium midfielder. And I don't think I had. I think Telemans was uh, Telemans and someone else was my was really low. Currently, oh boy, I have. Uh, so I, <laughs> I changed think I it, know why you. I done changed this, it around. Boy. I was just curious to see what what a squad could look like with some more premium attackers. And let me tell you, you it's you, not great. You liked what you found I, or no? I do not like what I found. So I currently own Raheem Sterling and Sadio Mane. Okay, you don't as, want him for game week one though. Well, I didn't, and then Jurgen Klopp muddied things. Ah, oh. mostly, mostly by talking about how impressed he was with how everyone's fitness was in their in returning, and talking about how Sadio has had 16 days off. He'll be in good shape. He doesn't drink. He doesn't eat too much. He had a training program. Maybe after 10 days, probably started with a little bit of running. So I think he will be fine. Is Jurgen Klopp's exact words wow talking about Sadio Mane ending it with an ominous but we have to see let's be honest let's be honest if if Mane walked into Klopp's office and Klopp said you know smiled at him and said Mane how you doing I mean Sadio how you doing because you wouldn't call him by his last name that'd be freaking weird right Sadio how you doing and Mane looks at him with with a flat stare and goes you better start me what do you think Klopp's gonna do he's starting him if Mane looks at me come and says on. anything, Scott, oh, I'm, Mane can, can you give think, you that mean look. No, Ma- Mane's Mane, got a stink eye for sure, but you think Jurgen Klopp's just not intimidated? Oh, he, can, he can mean mug. Are you kidding me? Sure he can, but he's not going to be intimidated. Klopp's a hugger. <laughs> Klopp. You can intimidate Klopp. Klopp is a commander. He's a hugger. He's a puncher. He's a hugger and a puncher. He's, he's not going to be like, oh, I'm so, I'm so sorry, Mr. Mane. Uh, yeah, a, absolutely. You're in the lineup. He's a smoker. He's a midnight coach. <laughs> nice. Nice. Listen. What's happening? Raheem Sterling and so... I, so, I lost. So, so Raheem Sterling and Sadio Mane okay, are Raheem's, in there. Okay. And? And then based on other players I have at the moment, the most, the most expensive guy I can afford after that is Yuri Tielemans. Okay. So he's number three. So, yeah. So Mane, Sterling, Tielemans. And then it's Probably trash. Den Donker. Well, it's anyone at four and a half. So currently, it's Den Docker. Okay. But although it could be Isaac Hayden, I Which, completely by the understand way, that Anyone choice. who wants to knock Den Donker, he was fourth last, fifth last year in big chances received. He wasn't creating the big chances. Big chances were given to him. He was fifth in the league, and he didn't start playing till the back end of the season. So I just want to throw that stat out there. And then. At five and a half, because that's the other player Price that point. I can have. Right now, it's Danny Sabalos from Ooh. Arsenal. So, to me, putting together a starting lineup here is not good. Well, there is not a lot of use out of the players that I currently have to be able to put together a decent starting 11. So, at the very least, it would have to... I mean, obviously, if I move, if I move Sadio Mane down to... Gilfie. Yeah. That's three and a half dollars. Yeah. So immediately that changes Dendonker or Sabalos into pretty much anyone that I well, want. Well, what I was going to say is at 5'5", five, five, in my opinion, Hender- Jordan Henderson's a better start than Sabalos. I don't even know if Sabalos could be starting week one, believe it or not. No, I, I agree. Like, I, I, it's there. not, it's, yeah, it's mostly just who is it, who is available there and, you know, Angola Conte's five. Jordan I mean, Henderson I, he's will, be, will play. be playing more advanced this year than he has in the past. And I, I think he's going to have some surprising assist stats. 
Can you run through, because you did go and, and give a, your your favored player at each price point in the midfield. Can you just run down that list really quick for sure. us? Sure. And, and this is your opinion at each price point. Yep. My opinion at each price point, and, and four of these first five had their own price point. So okay. it literally, I had to go with that. Okay. Salah is own price point, 12.5. Sterling is own price point, 12.0. Mane is own price point, 11.5. Uh, at 9-5, there was like three or four players. Kevin DeBrowna, I thought was the best pick at 9-5. Mm-hmm. Erickson had his own price point at 9-0. 8-5, Pogba. 8-0, Gilfie. 7-5, Frazier. 7-0, Zaha slash Madison. I felt like if Zaha left the club, then I like Zaha better. But if Zaha stays in Crystal Palace, I actually like Madison James better. Madison. Yep, James Madison from Leicester. Hmm. Uh, six five Perez slash Telemans. I'm literally you're splitting hairs. Okay. I'm l- currently leaning. You're Tielemans. high on Leicester to start the season. Offensively, yeah, man. The midfield and f- actually most places, yeah. I think Leicester has a great chance to finish in in Seventh. the yeah, absolutely. Uh, at six zero Barkley slash Mason Mount, whichever one gets that spot, I don't know. Then Jordan Henderson at five five at five zero Jorginho for Chelsea. Look, that guy is an offensive style player, and in Lampard's in Lampard's stuff, if Conte is going to fall back to his spot, Jorginho is going to be in a more advanced position. I like Jorginho at five zero, and then at four five, Den Donker. But but you could put Isaac, Isaac Hayden in there, and that's that's fine too. But I like Den Donker. Good stuff. Any any last thoughts, uh, Brian, on the midfield? Yeah, just that there's guys. I mean, that's that's what I mean. I I feel like there are guys kind of all over the place. Like we're not even saying no, we're not even saying Paul Pogba. He's staying. I mean, unless something weird right. happens. Right. So in, to start that, to me, that changes. I want to take this point right now to tell my brother Matt publicly before the world that he was wrong and I was right. At the end of the season, he swore that Pogba was leaving. It's all the reports. He said he's ready for a new challenge. He was. Okay. He's, he's ready for a new challenge. He still is. He's still a United player, I and know. there's no rumors about him going anywhere. He is not going anywhere. All that was clickbait. And and don't believe the... Your mouth is horrible tonight. <laughs> Maybe you're right. To me, that changes Anthony Martial, for for instance. Yes, I, I think, agree. I think this... The, and I the think Manchester, he's 7-5. Look, Manchester United, I still think they... You know, wh- who are they? What is this... Ole Gunnar Solskjaer identity that they have. Do they have one yet? I feel like it's still, in a way, they played through, you know, they overachieved and then they massively underachieved. So we haven't, I don't think we've seen a, any kind of balance from them yet, but things are certainly coming together. As soon as they finalize, finalize the Harry Maguire deal and he's wearing the, sh- and he's, and he's there officially. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that. That changes a little bit for them, where they're a little bit uh, they're a little bit more steady here going into the season. One of my big no, Scott, you disagree. You hate Manchester United. Well, of course I do, but that's personal. <laughs> right. For purposes of this podcast, I I don't like anything in their midfield right now, and I I mean. In yeah, their last, some, something's going to show up. Something's going to be fantasy relevant. I promise you. We're going to be talking about one or two players in the midfield. After week one, they're they, fantasy They've relevant. solved their striker dilemma. Just like Chelsea. I, I just don't know which ones yet. The, the striker dilemma is over. There oh, is no there debate is no about... Right. There is no debate about having to force Lukaku into the 
team. It's it's it seems like there's a Marcus much more Rashford Mason Greenwood show. Right. So guys like that I think are are you know, I think yeah, and then like we said, I I think it goes beyond Ross Barkley and Mason Mount for Chelsea. Christian Pulisic is is obvious at his for his 75. It's just uh, in my price point, I like Frazier better. Right. He's more established. But if if we end the Look. season and Pulisic has outscored Frazier, I might be a little bit surprised at that price point, but not massively surprised. Willian is seven pounds. I know, but playing time, I think he's not been guaranteed playing time. He's Willian, and he get, he couldn't beat out Pedro last year. He and Pedro were he one was, starts, the other one starts. Right, because Hazard was there. Okay, Hazard is not there. I, I just feel like there are multiple guys in that midfield for Chelsea that could show up. And that's before well, Callum Hudson-Odoi even comes back from I his agree. injury. And Ruben Loftus-Cheek comes back from his injury. I agree. Chelsea's got a lot going on. And that's what I'm saying. They're the biggest wild card. I don't know what to make of their players. One of the big ones for me is, on the Spurs side, Hyung min Son. Son is suspended until week three. Right. His first match back is Newcastle. If you don't own Harry Kane to start the season and you don't have anyone else from Spurs, Son is nine and a half. So he is one of the top scoring midfielders of the past three seasons. And he's coming back with no other international responsibilities this summer. He's coming back straight into the lineup. And to me, that's like, do you get him... The minute that he's available, do you wait until he scores a goal and everyone else is jumping on him? Isn't it pretty historical? Isn't it traditional to say that once Son, like the moment he comes back, he scores goals? Like he needs yeah. no warm up. He, he never needs a warm up. And and so it, it is interesting, Brian. His ownership's one point four percent, right? As it should be. So in week one, it should be. It's going to be interesting to see what that's like until the start of that third week. So he's suspended for the first two games, right? Yeah. So he's out for the City match, and he's out for Aston Villa in week one. So that's it. That's two, two, the first two matches, you know, you'd love to have him week one, but you're not going to get him, and you're not happy about anybody playing Manchester City, no matter who it is. But he's at that price point that's tricky. I think all three of us went with premium one or two guys, and then we, we went low price Pretty quickly for He's a third a weird, midfielder. I feel like for me, nine it, and a half is going to be an, it, a hard price point yes, in the midfield this year. It that's is. A, and that's, that's going to take two transfers for a lot of people it, to make that money it work. Depends on how you set your team up. Yes, that can yeah. be difficult. So you're going to have to be prepared to bring Sun in in game week three, starting in game week two. Yeah, Dave, you didn't say. Look, I said I had, I wanted Bernardo Silva to be in there. He's eight eight dollars. Well, so. And, and this is another wild card. David Silva's 7-5. Right. He's cheaper. And David Silva's always starting. And he's always doing things that you're like, what? Like, why didn't I see that? But he's ancient. But, but <laughs> Pep loves him. True. Ancient. Look, I know the, the Iosi Perez, Yuri Telemans debate, I think, could ra- rage forever. I that, think, that could, might ra- be the I think new, could rage forever. Then that might be the new Salah Mane debate. Um, mainly, I mean, everyone feels great about everyone on Leicester before the season starts, right? I mean, we all feel great I think about gonna Leicester. Leicester's going to be good this year, man. They're going to be. I think Look, they're going to push for a top six spot. Uh, listen, to me, so Telemans had 
uh, his attacking returns in 13 matches were absurd. Were si- silly. So, but Iosi Perez, like I'm, look, I'm, I'm looking at what he did even last season. He had, he only had two assists, but he had 46 key passes when he was playing for Newcastle. He's still in the top 30 with that amount. It's the same number. He, he had he had the same number of big chances created that Dwight McNeil did and Son did, and that was to people that it, it was only one less than Telemans did. That was to Newcastle people. <laughs> He's stepping in here to a, a, a lesser show. team with with Chilwell Pereira on the outside, right? A, a prolific striker in Jamie Vardy, yes, and then Telemans and Madison, Madison feeding him. Yes, so I agree. To me, this this I, I think there's only everything to love about Leicester City going well, forward. Is there any chance Yuri Telemans experienced beginner's luck? No. It does make me a little nervous. I was hoping that he'd go to a big, a different club. But yeah, you wanted him at Arsenal. I did. I absolutely would have taken him at Arsenal. Do you want me because to... Arsenal needs more guys like Yuri Tielemans. Well, maybe if they have Tielemans, they don't get Sabalos. So, <laughs> do you want me to really make Scott angry? Yes, please. I love it when Scott's mad. Do you want to? Do you want me to go through the pre, the pre and post Hassenhudel Nathan Redmond statistics? Yes. <laughs> yes, because we haven't given Southampton any love, but. Nathan Listen, Redmond, we all like. Uh, it, it, I still don't understand how he plays in the Premier League for Southampton and yet manages his future self in, in for Wolverhampton. I think I don't know, understand I mean, there, how that happens. There are tons, but I think the only the only two you need to know is that prior to Ralph Hasenhutel becoming the Southampton manager. Nathan Redmond had one goal and three assists in the 2017-2018 season. He had six goals and four assists After in 23 appearances under Ralph Hasenhutl. That's free Nathan Redmond, right? Wow. It is very wow. free. I mean, I want, I lo- I've always loved Nathan Redmond. Going back to when Norwich was last in the league. Do you want the biggest shocker of the one? Yes. Two years ago, he completed, and this is, a, we saw how, what he can do going forward last season a lot. Two years ago, he had 55 dribbles. So 55 completed dribbles. It was the 29th best total in the Premier League. Last season, 92, third best. Only like Eden Hazard and Zaha were better than he was. Wow. And, and like the attacking difference between. Two seasons ago, Mark Hughes, Southampton, and Hasenhutl, which means um, rabbit hut, <laughs> by the way. What? A hut for rabbits. I'm not joking. Hasenhutl means hut for rabbits? Why is he only owned 2.5%? 2.5%? I, I'll be honest. Be- because I, I have no saints in my lineup. No, I don't either. And I am curious to know what a season, an entire season of Hasenhutl looks like. For yeah. Southampton, so I really am. We didn't I, look. I'll we say didn't. This, Liz, we didn't say anything even last pot about Jan Valerie. Everyone loved Jan Valerie yes, last year. I, I know it's because he was cheap. Why is he owned zero point six percent? I just think there are because a lot. Because I of, dropped him. <laughs> right. I, mean, I did. I, because, I owned him, and now I don't. What I'm Listen, saying is Southampton like, is going to be that team where people are going to go to and realize why didn't I see that? Why didn't I see that? Like, listen, Hoybier is at five zero. I know. Well, I was gonna say you that, lo- you're hot for Hoybier. That plus every five year. changed everything. No, I'm saying for Pierre Emil Hoybier. Yeah, because he scores three matches in a row and then does I'm nothing else. I'm not expecting else. much of a out of a five zero guy. I'm not. 
But if he's going to give me some production, Valerie at 5-0 is probably going to be decent. Your favorite, James Ward-Prowse, who started no. coming out of his shell last year, is at a 6-0. Yeah. And then, Don't go near him. And then when he's healthy and starting, Danny Ings is a 6-0 and produced when he was playing last year. you got to get on him quick before he gets hurt again. Understood. He's got the Callum Wilson effect. I'm in Junior Stanislas. I'm just saying Southampton has players in, guess who? Also is in there, Nathan Redmond. I'm Dave, saying, Dave, who, you know who? What other club you didn't even mention a midfielder from is no. West Ham. Manuel Lanzini yes. is healthy. No. You know who had a? You know who had some stunner goals in the preseason? Manuel Lanzini. Yes. This this is not a this is not a struggling West Ham United. I don't think anymore. It's not. Felipe Anderson was not forget how well he started the beginning of last year. Everyone owned him for the first half of the season. He fell off at the end of the season. It would not surprise me if he is relevant again to start the season. His price point is not high. It's at a 7-0, okay? So when, when you're looking at it, and yes, at 7-0, I would rather probably have Zaha or Madison. But let me tell you something. If Felipe Anderson outscores those guys in the first couple of weeks, is that going to surprise me? No, it's not. Like you're splitting hairs at that position. There's a bunch of good guys at 7-0. Lanzini has been starting every game. Lanzini's looked really good. Yes, he in has. The preseason. West Ham as a whole has looked good in your face, Scott, <laughs> in the preseason. And I know what your next thing you're going to say is preseason doesn't mean anything, doesn't count for anything. That's fine. Whatever. They've looked good. I think it means something. It doesn't mean preseason nothing. can inform you on what might be relevant to start the season, but there is no meaning to preseason. What you want to do though is you want your form to be good going and, into the season. And we talk I mean we we only and Southampton's form has been really good. True. And Danny Ings might end up I, I have a different six oh forward. I know we're skipping ahead here for a second. Don't you skip ahead. I'm just saying Danny Ings might be great to start the season before he gets hurt. Yeah, I agree. Uh, what I was sure. going to one know, of the last ahead. things I was going to say is one Brighton can go to hell. <laughs> Second, <laughs> we're not even saying anything about. I mean, this is we're just kind of overlooking the players we we talked about in the promoted clubs podcast. So the Jack mm-hmm. Grealishes, the McGins. Uh, uh, well, but but uh, in fairness, for me, they got to show me something first, right? And there are definitely got like uh, Horahan from Horahan, Shef- uh, Sheffield. Horahan, if only we knew how to exactly say his name. Yeah, I'm had sure. Had two, Brian. I think you told me two free kick goals today. He had uh, he against Leipzig scored a brace of free kick goals. He's on all of their free kicks, direct free kicks, and he takes their corners. The, we saw last season with guys like Joe Almatino. The numbers eventually came around. He didn't get a lot of attacking returns in the first, I don't know, 15. maybe the first half, yeah. less than half. Mm-hmm. By midseason, towards the end of the season, those attacking those attacking numbers started paying off. Mm. But at 6-0, you have to be willing to commit to Hurahan as probably your fourth midfielder. Right. Like he's going to he, play at, right, in your lineup. Right. He unless you really go big in your midfield and he is your fifth guy and in that case no I I what I'm saying is I I just think you're gonna see we we see a lot of these players like this where it's like very capable midfield is the heart that's where the differential yeah, this is this is so hard knowing that True. you're gonna we're not even gonna we're not even gonna go into Lucas Mora we haven't mentioned Richarlison yet who started right as- there are so many options here. 
and I, to me, this is uh, you know what how you how you spread this out is just. I mean, this well, this is and, what makes it and, so. And maddening. we committed to this. There's so many names. There's so many options to start the season at midfield that we think are probably relevant. We literally had to try to stick to who we thought that we were going to put in our lineup. Right. And, and along the way, we've given you their price points. So if you disagree with our choice at 8-0 and Gilfie Sigurdsson, then you've got your guy at 8-0, and that's perfectly fine. Sure. You, you, can, you can move forward with that. But you see how the strategy works and how the money gets spent Mm -hmm. and this is what it looks like it's in these kinds of lineups and you've got to make tough decisions there are going to be guys at nine five that you cannot own if you have raheem sterling or mo salah in your lineup you can't have both probably and have a nine five unless you're going to make sacrifices elsewhere that's right so that's why we that's why we've chosen early in the season scott you cannot have your cake and eat it too that's exactly you only have 100 pounds that's it that's all that we all have mid-season i'm gonna have 107 but right now (laughs) i only have 100 well let's move to the forward line and we'll go back to brian brian let's start with you so you i'm sure you've got at least one premium for i've got two i knew it so why he had to because he went skimp a little bit in the midfield skimp Skimp. all right brian what do you got my three forwards currently are harry kane jamie vardy and mason greenwood um Uh i i am terrified of every one of the top three priced forwards. list those about like not having sergio aguero harry kane and And pierre emmerich obama yeah Whichever one of those three or all three that you do not have, to me, is just it's terrifying sheer if terror. You don't have <laughs> those guys, one, are all the penalty takers for their clubs. It's true. And but isn't it true that you're going to have to commit and just roll and hope that you, yes. you, you win with the guy that you pick? Which because is, those three guys are going to have great weeks and they're going to have down weeks. Yeah. And, the, and I, am, I said it weeks and weeks ago. That to me, it's Harry Kane until the the wheels fall off. Well, you are a Mr. Spurs guy, so even in August, I don't care. He broke what the curse last year, Scott. Come I, on, I'm not one goal this. does not break a curse. Oh, He's got to score a second one before the curse is I, actually broken. I'm not worried about it at all. No, I'm not either. I, the August curse, no, I'm not worried. about I mean, that. luckily for Harry Kane, game week four. Spurs have a Sunday match, which is September first, so he only has three August matches technically. But no, no, thank you. Until he scores a second goal in August, the curse oh, is not broken. That's you're just being stupid. But that's fine. Listen, I agree though. It does terrify me. I wouldn't. Me. I wouldn't fault anyone for starting the season with Kane and Aguero, or I, Kane and Aubameyang. I know how to do that. I screwed around. I can't remember if I mentioned this earlier, but I screwed around in my. I don't have it locked in, but I mentioned in the last pod that you could start with a 4-0 back line that are actually playing. So you might get ones and twos. You might you might get a clean sheet from one of them. Um, and I put all that money, and I actually was able to have Salah, Sterling, Aubameyang, and Kane all in the same lineup, along with Tielemans and Sigurdsson. So, like, I go, man, that's a strong strike force you got going on there. It's tempting to roll with that, right? Because you think maybe those guys will overcome the, the defensive points that you're not going to get. I know. It's Arsenal, tempting. You know who Arsenal plays? Not only do they play pathetic Newcastle week one, you know who they, their first home match is against? Burnley. Yeah. Aubameyang has scored like 40 goals against Burnley in the last two years. <laughs> Uh, the, the, uh, and and that's also knowing what Sergio Aguero looked like 
especially in the first half of the season last season. Yeah. There is nothing good about not having those guys to me at all. Yeah. I, and last season, that's the reason why everyone is, is talking about, you know, throwing all the money at the back. And I'm like, these guys, Harry Kane missed 40 matches last season. <laughs> I do not exaggerate. <laughs> and he finished, what, four goals, five goals from the Golden Boot? I mean, you can't tell me that that's going to that's gonna repeat. When he plays, ha- he Harry Kane score. finished with 160 points in eighth last year. But he missed a lot of games. He, he missed, missed a, a ton of games. It felt like the whole second half of the season. So When he plays, he scores. Jamie Vardy. Except, right, in, except in August, except for one goal. Jamie Vardy is a terror to me. This this season, he's going to get a lot of opportunities with what's behind. He's him. got a lot of studs playing behind him, yep. man. Yeah, Scott, I'm telling you, Lester. We it's that, funny. this is so, this is happy Vardy. It this is, is Vardy, Vardy party. I, I I this this, this is, Lester. This is Vardy party time. This Lester this Lester team feels really fun. It does feel fun. I agree. I love it. I completely agree. It, what's weird is if their championship year, you would have said this team. Like if you were to compare the teams. You probably would have said this team feels better than the championship team the year that they won the championship. Well, let's keep in mind they're getting rid of Harry Maguire. Yeah. And so they're going to outscore teams. We're, 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 we're hot for all the midfielders and forwards. Yeah. We've talked about Pereira and Chilwell. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's ter- like they had great central defense the year they won the championship. They did. They will not have that this season. No, Johnny Evans and either... Chalar, I think it's Sir Yuncher. Have we done how to say yes, it? Yes, we, we did. did. Yes, we did. It, we can just Please say Sir so for Yunsu. the sake of of folks listening. No, at home. no, 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 no. That's the wrong. That's the easy it's, way out, it's Brian. False. That is the not correct pronunciation. But it's how him, him, it? or West or Wes Morgan. It's one of the two of no, them. I think it's going to be the Turkish guy that we did the how to say on. That I don't remember how to say his name. Right, and he's four and a half pounds. But what I'm saying is. This wide open. There is a rumor that they're going to bring in a, another center back, and it might be true. Dunk. It might well, be they also dunk. talked about it's. There was James Tarkowski rumors floating around about him moving yep. to Leicester. Yep. If they can get somebody that's more stable, like a Tarkowski, would be great. Yeah, you'd love it. Yeah. So that's my as a as I sit here. All that's right. that's also with the assumption that Mason Greenwood is going to do any minutes. I, I feel like I at four care. and a half, who cares? I well, so, exactly right. So there that. is a guy who is more useful than that. I at think four, to start the season, and that's Connor Wickham. Connor Wickham, <laughs> it, listen. It's not. I know April. it's not April. I knew, <laughs> April. I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. Connor, uh, who do you trust more, Christian Benteke or Connor Wickham? Neither. Uh, yeah, pass. Right. <laughs> Exactly. God so, bless Mason Greenwood. Neither Mason so, Greenwood on the bench. You can, you can get a guy who probably uh, is going to play. That's fair. For Crystal Palace, look, who's look, playing. I'm mocking now, but at two weeks in, I might be like, "Yeah, Brian, you're right." I'm just so, saying. Hey, moving on to me, I have a Bamiang, Kane, <laughs> and Greenwood. Okay. Bamiang, Kane. Okay, I mean, Bamiang, two King, not Kane. Oh, King. Bamiang. Okay. King, I might have said Kane, Kane King, so similar. We've had a lot of birds. And Greenwood, Aubameyang, Kane, King, I did it again, and Greenwood. Look, I think Bournemouth loves to score goals, and King's on penalties. Last time I checked. Yes. So, so, and Aubameyang's on penalties. Last time I checked. 
Aubameyang. So, so originally I had some money in other places and I had Lacazette there. I think Arsenal this season might score. They were third last year in goals scored and third in assists in the league, second behind City and Liverpool. Okay, so I think I feel like their offense has just gotten better, and I feel like their midfield has gotten better. I owned Aubameyang and Lacazette both at different points of the season last season, and I feel like I always own them at the wrong times. Well, you did everything at the wrong times last season. <laughs> That's okay. fair. So yeah. <laughs> you can't base what you think on last season. Yeah. Think back to two years ago. I know this. We know who, who finished tied with the golden boot. It was Aubameyang. We also know who finished leading the league in biggest big chances missed, and it was Aubameyang. Mm-hmm. If he was to complete half of the big chances that he missed... He wins the Golden Boot by 10 goals, Scott. That's true. So it's not even close. And I think that the offense just got more deadly with them so adding Nicolas Pepe. Hearing what Brian just said about how terrifying it is not to own one of the big three at yes. forward, you think Aubameyang is the clear and away favorite? I don't think that. I love Harry Kane. If I huh. could own Harry Kane and Aubameyang, and I could if I got rid of – if I only went with 4-0 in the defense. But I am – a. Arsenal fan, obviously. or you don't own Salah and Sterling. Yes, this right. is what Dave is saying is he's cursing himself to start the season it's by true. going against one of his cardinal rules, which is do not own he's an right. Arsenal player as an Arsenal fan. He's right. I might just change it right now because I've forgotten about that. To Kane, I might just go to Kane, and then if Aubameyang is awesome, then it's just great. But when he sucks, that's right. It is one of my rules. Don't, don't own an Arsenal player. I don't know what I don't know what to tell you, Dave. Uh I now I'm torn. At the current moment, Aubameyang's in my starting lineup. All right. But you know what? Uh, if you said, if I tell you it's Harry Kane by the, you know, by the time lineups lock next week, don't hate me. Sure. I don't have a premium. I feel like Aguero is overpriced at the moment at twelve zero. Yeah. I don't know. I think he's going to be that much better, a whole dollar better than Kane and Aubameyang. I feel like there's foolish money on Aguero. Okay, that's fair. Not that Aguero's going to have a bad season, just that at a dollar more. At a dollar more than Aubameyang and Kane, you need to be much better. And by a dollar, we mean a pound. Pound dollar, thank you. British listeners. I don't have a premium forward. I, I went premium further back in my lineup, so currently what I've got is what I hope is good value. Jamie Vardy. Mm-hmm. Good. Callum Wilson. Good. Right now I have Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Mm-hmm. But if Everton gets the forward that they're rumored to be getting... It's done. It's a done deal. He's in an Everton kit. Moises Keane is an Everton player. And you think he'll start over DCL? Yeah. He, he's a record signing. Then I could easily switch to Danny Ings. He's Same a, price point. No, but, I, but, they, but DCL might still start. I don't think they're just going to start one striker. I've always liked DCL, and I think at some point he's going to be I, a stud. I, I, Brian, correct me, please. I, I F that up bad. No, no. It's just that it's... It's the French Moses. It, I said, Mo, is it not Moises? No. No, it's, it's not. Moise? There is no S. It's, we can do it later. It's, it's Mo- Moy. It's what? more like Moise. <laughs> but it's, the point is, Dave, you're right. This guy, this guy is, I, I wonder. He's bringing I wonder what thunder. this guy's going to do. I agree. He, he's not in FPL yet. We literally don't have a price on him. So Sure. We, As we, we record. Yep. We we can't add him in there because we just don't know what he's going to be. So I might go to Danny Ings just because I know what I'm getting with Danny Ings week one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't hate that. 
So, um, but I, no, no premium there. Like none of the big three that Brian mentioned. That's because I'm I'm choosing to spend that money further back in my in my lineup. So, uh, so the start of the season as I'm playing against you and want to finish higher than you, uh-huh. I'm going to be rooting for You're rooting against Liverpool. Liverpool goal. <laughs> give me, give me one Liverpool goal against Liverpool. Yeah, goal against Liverpool. Timu Puki, week one. Listen, you guys are. I mean, I'm shocked that you guys have set up your lineups the way that you have, based on how we've talked all summer long, mm-hmm. both off the mic and on the mic. As you've come to set your lineups, you've gone pretty traditional, to be honest. One or two premium midfielders, one or two premium forwards. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty traditional lineup. You, you've gone discount at defense. I, I have, but I've gotten a piece of good defenses. Yeah, you're going for clean sheet points, whereas last year we talked about how there were defenders who were getting attacking returns. I think Zinchenko will get some attacking returns. And and look, if Gomez is playing, whether it's at right back and or center back, I think there's a chance Gomez can as well. No, I don't see it. I don't see it. But potentially. But I don't, I don't. Right. I would love I to make Gomez, Trent Alexander, Arnold. But after that, I'm not worried about. If you're going to get attacking returns from an Everton player, you're. I don't see how Seamus Coleman is all Luka that. Dina? I, well, that's what I mean. I, I don't see a ton of drop off attacking wise. Dina went bonkers last season. Towards the end of the season, Coleman was was on par with him most of the end of the year. I agree. It's true. Facts uh, are stats are stats, Scott. By the end of the last five matches, Dina scored thirty five points. Seamus Coleman scored twenty eight. I mean, yeah, it's seven points. You'd rather have seven more points, but Seamus missed one of those matches in the last five. Like to me, I'm just I'm looking at this as like there, there are the a lot of these guys. Like Kyle Walker Peters uh, is was prolific when he was out there. Spurs, he was very good. Well, it was Spurs, Spurs right. Spurs back, right back. We, we was a downer last year because Trippier sucked. <laughs> he yeah. was not good by his own admission last season. So, yeah, whoever's filling in that gap, yeah, I'd like to. I'd like to get in there. But I t- like we didn't even say Doherty. No, from Wolves. Well, or, so, so so or he's a little dinged up at the moment, and his price now right. He's up as to at six zero. His teammate Ryan Bennett is the, where I would go if I wanted into the Wolves defense. Ryan Bennett is is price point is way lower, and right. well, is I, yeah. I'm saying like I, I would th- I would look at Johnny, who's five and a half. Yeah, who did who did a lot last season. He was ridiculously cheap all season last yeah. season. So what I'm saying is, I like, I I don't. Yes, it's definitely true. If I wanted to throw all, I'm I'm even going against my rule of only owning wing back, wing right, back, left right. backs and right backs, right guys who are bombing forward. So yeah, I mean, I but if I was following my rule, then I shouldn't own Hanley at all and should try to turn him into Ben Chilwell. Or, or Johnson, or Pereira, or Johnson from uh, Ryan Fredericks. West. I'm I know he hasn't played, but but what I'm saying is I think that they, I think that these guys are all capable attacking players as defenders. They're just not as high profile. Yeah, and yeah. all the high profile the high profile defenders. That's why I'm saying I 
I don't know why any anyone is is assuming they're gonna just jump right back into it to start the season. I I cannot possibly argue with Liverpool and the stability of their defense. There is no reason why Scott should not end week one with eighteen points from two defenders and a goalkeeper. Yeah. Or more. So yeah, I mean, I I completely understand the thinking there, and and yeah, getting getting into that. If I can turn Jordan Pickford, if I can find an extra point five and go up to Allison, yeah, that's way better. Yeah, and just make make Nick Pope, uh, make him Stecklenburg. Yeah, make him whatever four zero guy there is. Yeah, the ghost of Julian Speroni, <laughs> if I can do it. I like that. But no, I I do not. Listen, I want to be very clear here. I do not like this team. I hate it. The team that you have currently. Oh, I hate it. <laughs> it's so awful. There, there is zero. Well, what are you gonna do to make it better? There is zero percent chance that I'm going into the season like this. I feel like I'm being bullied into owning Mo Salah. Okay. I feel like it's the second year in a row where the league is bullying everyone into owning <laughs> Rhino Foot. So, <laughs> wow. Look, wow, Brian. You don't own him. You own Mane. I know, and it scares me. Why wouldn't it? Scott, real quick, I'm going to blast through these just because we did it before. Yeah. All right? The price points per forwards, and there's less price points for forwards than there was midfield. Aguero at 12, he's in his own price point. 11-0, you're splitting hairs, but I had to go with a bombing over Kane. But if you, I can't argue it the other way. 9-5, Lacazette. At 9-0, Vardy, he's at his own price point. 8-5, Rashford. Callum Wilson is at his own price point at 8-0. 7-5, absolutely Jimenez, which we've hardly talked about. Also injured. He is, but let me tell you something. The second he's healthy and ready to go, the Wolves team that only seemed to do add more signings, add more Portuguese players, <laughs> and get better, the Wolverhampton Wolves will absolutely, in the end of the season, be in the top 10, and they will be pushing for that seventh or sixth. Yeah, now you heard that me. That is a strong guarantee, Dave. Position. Wow. They will be top 10. Them and Lester will both be pushing for a sixth spot. You're seduced, by, you're seduced by last week's results. And then, last year's and then result. at the 7 0 striker position, Chelsea, Chelsea striker. Whoever that is. I don't know who it is yet. Chelsea striker, 6'5", Josh King, 6'0", Danny, Danny Ings, 5'5", Dermich. Ryan, did I say that right? Yeah, we talked about him. And then 5'0". Listen, this could surprise some people. Scott, if you really want to go discount and you didn't want to go with Greenwood, who we know probably won't be starting, and you want to... He might. 5'0", Lise Mousset, Sheffield United's record-breaking signing. He's going to be playing and starting. I'm not saying I'm going to go out and get him, but I think he's going to be okay. You are uh, you are that confident in Jimenez over the one dollar cheaper Diogo Jota? Yeah, because Jota, I wasn't Jota a midfielder last year. He was. Yeah, so now he's a forward this year, which is dumb. So, so now he's the same spot as Jimenez. I'd rather have Jimenez. Okay. So. Jota Jota got screwed this year for fantasy fantasy reasons. Jota got screwed. He should have been a midfielder, and now he is a striker. Scott, you are taking Callum Wilson over Josh King. Yeah, even though he's not on penalties and he's less prone to get injured. Yeah, and Josh King's a pound and a half cheaper. Callum Wilson, when he is healthy, is 
better, and he's the number one forward on Bournemouth. Yeah, I like his. I like his. I, I like the his ceiling a whole lot better. Okay. The moment he's hurt, obviously, I'll move to someone else. Yeah. But when he's healthy, he is the number one forward on Bournemouth. All right, Scott, you are saying absolutely not to Roberto Firmino. Why? I've owned him over parts of the last maybe two or three seasons. Okay. Uh, and he is that guy that if you just need someone who's okay, who's steady, average for his price point, he's the guy you have. And, and he is the ultimate. I mean, you should name it after him. He is the ultimate set it and forget it guy in all of FPL. You're not going to like what he gives you half the weeks, but you're going to love what he gives you the other half. And at the end of the season, he's going to be top five top eight he was top among seven all forwards. Last year. yeah exactly but if you're if you're switching to him and hoping that based on the matchup he's going to get you points you're not going to be happy you own roberto firmino to keep him all season long <sighs> there's two guys current start of the season that did better than firmino last year and are cheaper than him and that's callum wilson and jamie vardy so that that's what you got to ask yourself at this point would i rather yeah. have callum wilson and, and or jamie vardy it's not about firmino. that though for me it's about there are three other Liverpool players I'd rather own. You don't want any of the Liverpool offense. You just want their defense. Yeah, well, and I was we were gonna we said this. That's I'm, that's where the value was last year, and I think it'll continue to be there. This is where I can ask my Liverpool question because everyone's talking about, you know, obviously Liverpool. Can they possibly unseat Manchester City? And you're saying from the beginning, Dave, I think we all agree, not only are they in a ton of competitions, but the pressure for them to perform every single week in the league is they they are they cannot make a mistake. No. They did not they did think not think about this. Liverpool had one loss last year. Right. And they didn't win the title. Right. They had one freaking loss. True. So what Mind I'm saying blowing. is this going into this season, the other concern has been every single one of their attacking players has played a million minutes. Sadio Mane since the start of the twenty seventeen season per Sky Sports, has played in 110 matches for club and country. Thousands and thousands of minutes here for him. His season basically just ended, so much that he's only getting like two weeks, a little more than two weeks off it's before like the World start of the Cup season. Year for him. Weird stat for him, only three times in the past year did he have more than 20 days off between matches. Almost every single week, it's five or less. I mean, it is. he has been constant. The other issue is... So why are you worried about by it? By statistics, well, is it, just that they, this Liverpool, be a breakdown, right? Liverpool got 63% of their goals from the top three scorers, from Mane, Salah, Firmino. Yeah. Spurs got 58% of their goals from their top three scorers. Okay. Manchester City, 51%. Wow. The goals only come from the main three guys. And already the question is, are they tired? Can they possibly keep up this pace? To start the season. Right, because they can't if they can't if they can't back off for one second, where are the goals gonna come from for Liverpool if they don't come from Salamane or Firmino? Yeah. So that's the question is with for those guys this season, is there more rotation? Are you going to see? Is it? Is it? Is Klopp going to have no choice but to rotate in either young guys or give more time to 
Shakiri. There's been a lot of criticism of Liverpool's preseason. Number one, they've played really good clubs in just about every preseason match. So the results, throw them out the window. Additionally, Klopp has mixed and matched his lineups. And I think that gives you an indication of what he understands he needs to do this upcoming season. Mm -hmm. To play in that many competitions, to play in that many matches, you're going to have to see a mix and match of lineups. And what we saw last year was when it veered from the number one lineup, it was a different Liverpool. Mm -hmm. And he understands he's got to be able to be a little bit more interchangeable to make this thing work this season. With that said... It hasn't been positive, right? I mean, the results have been less than stellar. Right. Yeah. But it's still preseason. You're viewing it a lot different than me. I'll I'll say this. They finally looked decent in the second half of today's match against City in the Community Shield. And they, they I'm lost not worried. they lost on penalties. Okay. But if I was a Liverpool fan, I'd be really freaking worried. I'm not worried. Because there's not just a switch that's in the closet. You care more you about switch. preseason than I do. No. These I'm, games don't matter. They yes. You're right. In winning titles, they don't matter. But, Scott, coming into a season where you can't – you had one loss and you didn't win the title, there is zero margin for error, whether it's week one or week 38. And you have to be on it. And Liverpool Football Club has been hitting <laughs> the bed – for whatever reason, the entire preseason. And it's fact. You can't tell me they haven't. There is not a form switch in the Liverpool locker closet that Klopp's just going to go in there and flick. I disagree. I think the switch was flipped for the second half of the Community Shield. Look, if it didn't mean anything, then how come the, the loss that they had before this, Milner and Henderson was giving it to every single player in that locker room because it meant something. Liverpool showed up today, and, and anyone who watched that game, Liverpool and City were going at it. Klopp and Pep almost got in a fight on the sideline. It was a fantastic football game for the neutral and or either club today. It was awesome, and it meant something. Liverpool Football Club walked off the field today with their heads down, knowing that they gave one away to freaking City again. City is raising what's... It is a meaningless trophy, but guess what? They're raising a trophy again, and we're not. It freaking meant something today. And and you know what? Maybe for Liverpool, it's great that they lost because it's just going to give them a little extra fire. They have zero margin for error starting week one against Norwich. And I'm just saying it is it is absolutely means something, and they finally played a game today that meant something. And good for them. They finally showed up in the second half. I'm just saying, if it was me, I would want my team looking way better than they have looked for the past five weeks. Everybody, and, and we can agree to disagree. That's fine. Everybody has zero points right now. Everybody has played zero matches in the Premier League season. Everyone's in the exact same place. Liverpool, Klopp has clearly tried something here in the preseason to prepare for what he sees he's going to need. The Community Shield, I agree with you, Dave, to the extent that the Community Shield is somewhere between preseason and Premier League. That is fact. Well, I think it's, it means something because it was your opponent, though, too. Absolutely. No no doubt. And, and Liverpool should have lifted that trophy today. They are a ridiculous Kyle Walker and Claudio Bravo fact. Uh, performance away from lifting that trophy. I completely agree with you. But they put in those performances. City got the result in penalty kicks. By the way... There's always an asterisk next to any trophy that's given away on penalty kicks. Can we just be honest with that? That's fair. I mean, it's it's silly. Unfortunately, though, penalty kicks win. need to cease to exist in football, except for when penalties are given during the run of play. 
penalty kicks do, should never. Do you have decided. a solution? I'll throw mine out quickly. Well, I've I really like uh, um, what hockey does. Michael Davies, Michael Davis in of Men and Blazers. He says, "Do the penalty kicks first, then play the extra time." So you get what the penalty kick penalty kick result will be once the extra time is done, because then the team that loses the penalty kicks. We'll go after it an extra time, knowing that if it's still tied after the extra time, the penalty kicks have decided it. I think, I think it's a great solution. I think you do this. I think after the first five minutes of extra time, each team pulls a player off. And then the next five minutes, each team pulls a player off. And you keep pulling players off I like in, that too. until it's you have a limit five on five, and then someone wins. In reg- I mean, if you that's how I would do it. I like that too. Either way, penalty kicks should never decide a soccer match. That leads to a trophy. Period. And I start saying that with the World Cup in mind. Sure. Dave, absolutely no on Lacazette. No, I had him. So before I, when I had, um, like, if I went to Trent Alexander-Arnold or Robertson or Virgil van Dijk in my defense, I would have to come off Aubameyang. That money would then switch. Okay. So then I would go to Lacazette. I feel great about Lacazette. If anyone has Lacazette or Vardy to start the season, that's a great starting pair, by the way. He was in a boot not too long ago, but he should be fine. Yes, uh, he'll be starting against Newcastle. That's my prediction. There are other guys here who had massive preseasons. There's who, no doubt. Who are not. There, I, I don't so think are, ter- are terrible shouts, including Chris Wood, who yes. was excellent. Okay. Chris Wood was excellent this preseason. Chris Wood. Who is- we've seen. That's not a big shock if he's, pretty, if he's good to start this season. I, uh, lo- I love Chris Wood at his price point. It's fantastic. Uh, Burnley's schedule after week four is outstanding. And Jay Rodriguez has played really well yeah, in the preseason. He's got pushing, too much West push, Brom in his past. Well, but me. I'm saying, <laughs> I'm saying, uh, it's, uh, it's the, uh, it could be a three-headed monster there, but Chris Wood seems to be well, the Chris Wood's the man. Guy. Ashley Barnes, I'm not even sure, has either showed up to preseason or not. Maybe he doesn't have to. He's there. Yeah. He's been playing. Both are at six and a half. Sebastian Allaire. Yes, for West Ham. For West Ham. He's gonna be I know a, you're not going to... Uh, he's going to surprise some people. 5.6% of managers have started the season with him. I don't think that's a terrible It's choice, not. Especially after week one. It, listen, he, he's going to surprise people. He's going to make you go, hmm, maybe I should add him. Jardale Lefeu should be okay. He's got to try he's and... He's a forward this year, not a midfielder. Is a, is a forward, but he should be okay to start the season. He changed he's positions. Guy. Uh, on the same team with Danny Ings, Scott Che Adams, the guy has been both will play. The both guy has been play. awesome, yeah. and it could be the che? che Adams show. Come on, to st- Come Danny on. Ings is made of the porcelain plate that you serve that. the chips on. I, I understand that. <laughs> like the the guy is just crisps. Crisps. <laughs> no, the guy is the we've we've seen how fragile he can be. Hopefully, he stays healthy. Danny Ings is a dynamic guy, but Adams has been. We really are rooting good for, for him to stay healthy. Yes, Adam, I am Adams absolutely. Plus, I'm scared of him. him. I don't in want him last, mad at me. In their last preseason match, Redmond, Ings, and Adam was the front line for Southampton. Yeah, I I think that these these choices, and that's without even saying, you know, start with Marcus Rashford, who should be fine. Eight five, he should be great. I mean, look. Uh, what it, have what what have we actually solved here? There's not an easy way to do this. I not think. not with midfield and forward. You've got your premium guys. Yeah. 
how you've set up your defense will dictate how many of these premium guys that you'll get. But then from there, you have options. And that's how it always is with midfielders and forwards. Yeah, It always is that way. You have options. And until we see what the form looks like to start the season, until we see who's playing for sure once the matches actually start to count, Dave, we're not going to know for sure. We'll have more clarity as we get into the start of the season. Our next episode will be the post game week one episode where we will get back into our normal episodes giving you the content you normally get during the season yep where we'll review the results and we'll look ahead and project the future the best we can but until we get actual matches there's not a whole lot tangible for us to to grab onto and so what you've just gotten is what you get no sky i think we covered it all and uh it's exciting i can't wait to listen back and see what we learned Hey, for the Fancy Soccer FC Podcast, this is David Smith. Until next time, 